Hello, Moto America fans, and welcome to this latest edition of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. This is a special video version, and we're at Barber Motorsports Park, and we had to do a video version, didn't we, Paul, because of who we have in the middle of us here, my long-lost buddy, Andrew Lee. I, I've never seen you this excited. I'm thrilled. Like, no, I mean, he's, he's like one of your favorites in the world, right? Yeah, he is. I, I can lot, never figure out why. I have a lot I pay of favorites. I pay him well. I have a lot of favorites, but I don't know. There's just something with Andrew. I mean, you know, plus it's a little bond or what? Plus I was getting mad at him this year for a while. I mean, I'm like, I'm all whipped into a frenzy over trying to get him back in the, in the paddock. And here he is racing this weekend at Barber Motorsports Park, the two-time Stock 1000 champion racing in Superbike on a true Superbike, a Superbike Unlimited developed ZX10 RR, not a single R. It's a double R, folks. So he's he's moved up to the man's class. Yeah. He's yeah. Finally. Finally, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, did you when you raced um well, let me start with this. When you raced at Suzuka, uh you were on a Kawasaki. Mhm. Was it a, do you was it an RR, do you know or any idea? Nah. Okay. Nope. Yeah, Sean, I just the only person that knows anything about RRRs are you. <laughs> <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> There's no many Rs were in it. The funny, well, <laughs> enough, yeah. enough R's. It it, it ran, <laughs> which starts with an R. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's a here's a crazy thing about this, other than the fact that we were trying to get Andrew a ride on basically every every team out there in the paddock, uh, and we finally made it happen, and it came out in left field with uh, Freddie Carswell at Superbike Unlimited, who has a shop in Arden, North Carolina. It's not just a shop; he's also got an online parts presence, uh, rebuilds bikes, does a lot of stuff. He's he's pretty involved in our paddock kind of behind the scenes but now he's make stepping up to the big time with andrew who you're going to be his first actual super bike rider yeah, as far as i know i'm i'm really excited to step up to the plate uh you know no expectations just coming in the weekend willing to learn you know cameron's been doing pretty good so i'm expecting him to beat me up pretty good so um just try not to get in their way <laughs> well but the, you've been it, it how tell us how this kind of went together did did you call him? Did he call you? Did he? I'm, I know he was aware of you. I've talked to him myself a few times about you, and he's talked to me about you. So tell us, tell us a little bit about how that sort of developed. So it kind of came out of like, you know, like you said, left field. We kind of been in contact all year, and finally something popped up where it was feasible for us to come to the track. Um, so we kind of like seriously put this program together less than a month ago, and we're like. Barbara's a good track as any, so we came out here and got to do at least one t- one track day. Got got acclimated to the bike a little bit, so we'll, uh, we're not coming completely uh, unaware of how the bike runs, and yeah, it should be good. Where'd you do the track day? Yeah, here. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So I got, I mean, there was about fifty people on the track when I was out there. Yeah. So. Were you in the C group or? Yeah, so they bumped me up to the C group finally. <laughs> so you know, I was pretty happy about it, but. Yeah, I got to practice passing, so I told Cameron to watch out, but he told me he's not worried, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> he's having a pretty good run, huh? Yeah, he is. It's been awesome to watch. I mean, the attack crew has really dialed that bike in, and he's also riding really well, so it's been a pleasure to watch, but I'm, I'm exact, excited to uh, be able to watch it on the track. And you, uh, you're obviously keeping up with the series and watch everything Yeah, like Live Plus or TV or something. Yeah, Live Plus, yeah. So. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. Plug that. Everybody watch Moto America Live Plus. <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching almost every class and, you know, trying to keep up with the guys I root for and I'm friends with. So it's been a... Other than the track day here, have you been doing any AFM or anything or have you just been... 
Uh, I did one round at AFM, and then I've actually been racing out in Colorado. And then I actually got to race Pittsburgh last weekend with the Army of Darkness doing an endurance race. So just um, freelance. Have gun, will travel. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, was the fact that Freddie has a Kawasaki, you've had quite a bit of allegiance to Kawasaki. Uh, I, I think there were some opportunities where you would have considered not being on a, on a Kawasaki just to get in the show. Is that a coincidence that this is a Kawasaki or did that have something to do with it? It's a coincidence. Yeah. Okay. I think mostly I'm just looking for a bike to ride. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter what color it is or what brand it is. So it just so happened he had a ZX10 and I've, I'm comfortable on one and came out here and tested it and ran well. So we're, uh, Obviously, he's just going to stick to that this weekend and maybe maybe be on something next year that's uh, different, but we haven't really talked about that yet. Does this bike feel at all like your stock 1000 bike? It's, I mean, the only thing similar to it is maybe the VIN number. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it really feels different. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you the similarities between the two. Okay. Does it feel like it's just got a lot more performance in it? Yeah. I think okay. there's a lot of room to grow into it. I mean... I've only gotten to ride it for two days. So coming into tomorrow, we're going to have a little bit more of a learning curve. But I think we're we're in a good spot to kind of start building up from that first track day. And you also brought along um, Franklin Armory, Jay Jacobson, you know, is good friends with you. That's a that's a, uh, a, a brand and a sponsor that Andrew and his dad, I guess we can throw mm-hmm. Eddie a little credit for kind of developing that. They're a they're an organization that used to be involved in your area and then they moved to Nevada, but they, I never really understand what they make, but it's like binary triggers for firearms and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Every, every policeman I've ever talked to ask, I ask about Franklin Armory. Oh yeah, they're really good. You ask like, every single policeman. That every, you see everyone that? I see, Hey, you ever heard of Franklin Armory? <laughs> every <laughs> single one of them. And he's like, shut everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That we're aware I have had the YD one to know a couple of times, but it's 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 my my police in my town. I mean, they don't in my my village, and I am the idiot in the village. So they're like they'll 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 talk to me. They just want to keep me going, I guess. Yeah. But but you brought that sponsor into the team based on the fact that there was a loyalty there that you had developed. Yeah, and you did a lot of um, good work for them in mm-hmm. our series. I mean, you anytime you were in a press conference, you always made sure to mention them, and obviously you got branding on your bike and on your your uh, gear. So it's cool that you brought them to the table. Yeah, uh, they've stuck behind me. I, I'm really grateful to have them. We've got a good core group of people helping fund this program. Franklin Armour being one of them. Riders Law actually came on. I used to ride for them in 2017, I think, or, or 2018 when I won my first championship. So they're back on board. Cool Breeze. I mean, they just have a lot of great people. Um, Dr. Farr, like just Dr. Wonder Farr. CBD. So it's just we've got a lot of people behind me this weekend that really just want to see the program excel. And we're just, you know, see how it goes. And I'm just excited to be here. Yeah. And this is Indian Laguna as well, right? Uh, We don't know yet. I mean, right now it's just Barber. But hopefully we do a good showing this weekend and get some interest and we'll uh, be pushed on more. And then, I mean, with the ultimate goal, would be turn this into something for next year? Yeah, that would be the ultimate goal. I would, I mean, same class, same bike maybe and be able to do the full season. You know, it's interesting because Superbike Unlimited and Freddie, they have a relationship with Westby Racing. Uh, they're a sponsor to that team. I know he has some involvement with Corey Heflin as well. So he's 
So Freddie's involved and that brand is involved in our paddock, not from the point of view of a title sponsor with Andrew. This is kind of the first uh, foray into that. Yeah. But um, it, it's interesting. Freddie is no stranger to our paddock, so he certainly knows what he's doing with that whole thing. Um, he was working on a Ducati for a, a customer this year that we kept wondering, is that thing coming into the Moto America paddock and the Kawasaki? And it turns out you're the one that is going to be yeah. riding it. So that's cool that we kind of ha- got to see that on social media along the way. Um, it's kind of early days with Freddie, but he, from what I know of him, he's a great guy. You get get along with him well, I'm sure. Yeah, I've enjoyed working with him. I mean, just that one weekend, but him and uh, we got Tex working with us too, and he's kind of the general chassis guy. He actually built the bike, put it together. And I mean, these two guys know what they're doing. So I've, I'm really grateful to have them. And I actually have uh, my chassis tech from last year is with me this weekend. And so I think we got a pretty good crew. Who's your chassis tech? His name's Dylan Shaver. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, Dylan. Yeah. So he and Derek were kind of my main guys last Derek year. Derek Keyes, who is the crew chief for Richie Escalante. Are you pissed off at Richie that he stole your guy? Yeah, you know, I've sent him some uh, strongly worded emails this year. And <laughs> I don't think they translate to quite what I was getting across. And he just sends me like a thumbs up. So uh, I, I don't know like really where it's going, but I think he understands. <laughs> So you didn't you didn't do a lot of racing. So what what have you you didn't do anything silly like get a real job or anything? Uh yeah, that's that is silly and I haven't done that. You have? Yeah, so been working and uh crocheting, you know, just hobby crocheist as if that's wow. a, if that's the word. Knit one pearl too. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah, so if you need a beanie when it gets cold out where you live, <laughs> I can make you one. So <laughs> Well, that you call it a beanie, but where I grew up it's a oh, toque. There we, go. we call toque, him a toque. toque. Have you ever heard toque. that? That's no. a Canadian thing. So it's it's a long story. But um, so one of the things I know you've been doing, Andrew, and we've seen on social media is you're like going crazy with your training. Mm. And your dad told me I, you're probably the fittest you've ever been right now. Is that yeah. pretty correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think um, after last year, I kind of wanted to spice some things up and change it all up. And I think this year I've stepped it up a lot. My my trainer Miles Brazil and Regulus Fit have really taken my level up. I mean, exponentially. Like we've we've gained weight, lost weight, diet, done it all. Like it's it's um it's been an eventful like changing of everything I do. Like wow, I do a lot of running now, and he's just uh, transformed just about everything. <laughs> So there's not one similarity that I did last year that I'm doing this year. You do actually look a little different. Are you taller? <laughs> it's just the colors, man. No, you look taller. You look like you might be, you know, are, is your body weight about the same as it yeah, was last I'm, year? I'm within the same pound. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just a late growth spurt. Yeah. It happens. I changed my haircut, if you haven't noticed. I it, haven't got any compliments on it yet from you, but it, maybe that gave it some height. It does look pretty awesome, I have to admit. I mean, it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty sweet cut. Uh so the, um, <laughs> I talked to Matthew Skoltz about this sometimes and it can kind of go to weird areas, but yeah, you know, you're fit like Matthew well. is Matthew's got pretty low body fat. Do you ever get your body fat checked out? Or are you like 5% or what are you? Uh, I haven't really gotten it checked out. We've done some testing where, you know, that measures like the muscle mass and stuff where the oxygen flow through the muscles. I have no idea what it is, but he's done it and he knows. So I can eat Email him and see if you want to know how much oxygen is in my muscles. I like, might need to find that okay, out. Okay, I can send him a message and see what see what he gets back to me. <laughs> <laughs> we want to look at those oh, God, metrics and understand it a little bit. Um, you know, the other thing that's interesting, you, as I recall, 
you're still 21. Yep. You're on the verge of being 22. No. Uh, well, it just that turned 20. after 21. Yeah, so typically you spend a year at the <laughs> were age. You, 21, you were 21 like, oh, it was this like year. in January, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're coming around to 22. Yeah. I mean, January is only three months from now. I'm trying to get 2020 over with because of the COVID. Okay, yeah, absolutely. We're looking January forward. three months. Well, it's, we got a, we're all looking forward Boy, to the man. year change. It's too, it's too tight on his head. <laughs> math. It's math. But that's the thing that I'm always amazed about you. When I see you on track, talk to you, um, we've talked about this many times. Is you're still only 21 years old. I mean, you're still very young as a writer, but you've got this sort of, uh, I guess you're an adult, you know, which 21, I guess you would be, but you carry yourself, I think, a little more maturely. You know know this. We've talked about this before. People tell you that. They think you're a lot older, don't they? Yeah, until they see my face. There is is these 12. Yeah, I I make the joke where I think if I, like, did a proper shave, people would probably card me to go to the public library. (laughs) Where's your mom at? Like, ah, I'm, I'm moved out. No, you're not. Where's your mom? <laughs> can, can we talk about either Anaheim 1 or Anaheim 2? Your 21st birthday. Can we talk about it? Oh, you want to that's talk? a rough one. If you want to avoid, do you want to avoid it? Oh, you know, she just broke my jaw. That's it. End of story. Broke my jaw at Anaheim 1, you know, 21st birthday. He, nope. he wiped I did it out. I did, I did it proper. What'd you do? I couldn't tell you. But he laid Wait, it on his face. Or? I was walking, yeah. I mean, I wasn't obviously <laughs> racing Anaheim one, but, you know, I had a mechanical. I had a mechanical, you know, just go, going down. It just went down. On his 21st birthday. Yeah. Oh, and man. That was nasty. Was that worse than any injuries you've ever had? Any it was actually had? my first diagnosed broken bone. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, from you broke walking. Your- from walking, yeah, and I did it proper. I still have, I have five broken teeth. Broke my jaw in three places. Was there any drinking involved? I had a couple beers, but it's like what happened was I turned the corner in a crowd. Next thing I know, I woke up on the ground. Is yeah, just it, people with you though? I hope, right? I, I mean, my parents were there, but I was like by myself on the way to the bathroom. And they then couldn't I woke find up on, you for a while. They wondered yeah, they, what happened. Yeah, they found me in the medical center. Oh I was God. like, how how do I go to a race and end up in the medical center? And I wasn't even on a bike. You were you were knocked unconscious. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't honestly like. People ask me what happened. Nobody and like, punched you or anything? I might have. I might have said something witty, like <laughs> witty. Yeah, something witty, and you know, I got I, the ground got me. Something got me, and we ended up in the hospital. I took an Uber to the hospital though, so that was pretty cool. Did you? Did you get <laughs> yeah, the we, Uber? We Ubered to the hospital. The first Uber driver would not pick us up. <laughs> Second Uber driver was like, "Oh, we feel bad for you." So he we took or he took us there and. uh it, talk about an eventful area. We were obviously in Anaheim, and there was this kid in there who got dropped off from police, like in handcuffs. They uncuffed him, threw him in the waiting room, and left. Oh my gosh! And then he was like talking about how he was on the news. This is all like hearsay because my parents were like in the room, but apparently, like he pulled up Facebook or had somebody pull up Facebook, and it was like an action news story where he stole a car and like, yeah, it was like eventful, but. Whatever reason, they left him in the waiting room. They just left oh. him. Like, all right, go get oh, yourself man. fixed up. So, did you get your jaw wired? No, or not you weren't. No, no thankfully. Oh, because I had a friend that had that. Yeah, this yeah. Guy, so, this guy broke. He got hit by a car on his scooter or something uh, when I was in high school, and he broke his jaw and his leg. Mm. So he was in a wheelchair when we graduated. And then I was gonna. The best part was he. 
we were feeding him beer through a straw because his <laughs> jaw was wired. And then he drank so much that he started to get sick. So oh. it was just going <laughs> out of his gap. Projectile vomiting between. <laughs> so we had to push him out of his wheelchair because I'm like, he's going to choke, right? But luckily, obviously, he didn't only in, it was only liquids in, so it was only liquids out. But anyway. Luckily, yeah. Thank you. Little known fact, you get drunker when you drink beer through a straw. You, seriously, it has to do with the amount of oxygen you're taking. I've always heard that, but then yeah. I didn't know if it was true. I think it is. I think it is true. Um, but speaking of Supercross and being there, you know, this is my segue. How about that? Uh, you are big into doing moto for training. Are mm-hmm. you still doing a lot of it? Not right now. The weather has been pretty bad out there on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. So It's all on fire. Yeah, it's all on fire. So I've been doing this... Uh, just home workouts and, you know, trying to stay out of the smoke as much as possible. And then in Nevada, it's drier than a bone. So we don't really go out there and do too much of that. So what, cause it, it gets dusty. You have nothing to get it. Yeah. Just hard pack. Lots, oh, lots of rocks. Yeah, miserable. Yeah. You don't really want to spend too much time in that. Okay. So is moto something you do kind of more in the winter time or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, typically. Or, I mean, when we go to moto track, it's prepped. So. But where I live, there's no moto tracks typically, right. so it's just free riding. Okay. And you, before we went to the Ridge, didn't you go to the Ridge with JP and do a uh, day of school? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did a two days up at the Ridge. And yeah, I've been enjoying doing a lot of tra- like teaching with Jason. We've, uh, it's something I've gotten to enjoy a lot over, I mean, the past year just because I haven't been racing. And I've just been enjoying kind of passing on some knowledge that I have along to the community. I mean, I've gotten to work with a lot of people that are still in the paddock. So it's just been something cool, change of pace. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Jason Pridmore. Uh, Michael Gilbert does mm-hmm. it too. Um, Alex Duma. Yeah. Which Alex we actually Duma. changed his name. So yeah. you guys ever referred to Alish. Yeah. Alish. Yeah. So Alish Duma. I've, I, I think I want to do a petition on Instagram and face space where we, uh, we can, did change. you say face space? Yeah, face space. Um, <laughs> I want everyone to vote to change his name on Instagram to Aleish Dumas. Is it, is it that literally Spanish for Alexander or Alex? I, I don't, it's probably. Aleish Spargo, Alex yeah. Dumas, close enough. Yeah. Send it in there. Yeah. He's, uh, what, what is it like when you're in, instructing? Like you said, you'd impart some wisdom on some people. Um, you know, give us a little something without giving it all away. Like what, what do you... What do you do? What do you talk to riders about? Wow. Let's see the wallet real quick before we get too much. <laughs> oh, into see, it. that's the no. thing. <laughs> no. Just give us one little tip. No, something. I mean, we, we do a don't lot. Crash. Yeah, don't crash. Don't that's crash. Biggest thing. No, we work a lot with like braking techniques. I think that's something that typically as a newer rider or somebody with not too much experience, that's where a lot of people struggle just because, I mean, naturally we aren't supposed to be riding bikes at 180 miles per hour. So, I think a lot of people, I mean, break out of fear, you know, just want to slow down as much as quick as possible. So they just grab a handful. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at it as more so you want to control your speed. And that's something that we work a lot on. The bike that you're riding this weekend, obviously it's got bigger forks, uh, triple clamp, different swing arm, I'm sure is different. Uh, Brakes are really, when you were racing stock 1000, you were on stock brakes that whole time, right? Yep. Um, it's been a while since you rode that bike, but did you get any sense at that track day? Do, do, are the brakes actually, do they feel more powerful? Oh, I, I mean. It's probably I, the biggest difference, right? Yeah, well, there's a lot of differences, but I mean, I was going into turns and I was like 
on one wheel. And I was like, oh, that didn't happen on a stock bike. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a lot of power. Okay. Um, so you like obviously like that because you can brake deeper and do a few different things on the bike, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just kind of opens up some passing opportunities as well. Not so much brake fade. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's a super bike. Everything's just improved. Yeah. And what about this particular track? I mean, I know it's sort of coincidental or I don't, it just happened to be the timing of you racing here. You're not coming here because this is your all-time favorite track or anything, but you get along okay with, with Barber? Yeah, I enjoy coming to Barber. I like the facility a lot. Um, it's just, yeah, coincidence again. Just this whole racing thing is a coincidence for me this weekend. Yeah, so, that's um, good. But yeah, I think this is probably one of, if not my most favorite track in America. So mm. this in Pittsburgh are probably right there for me yeah that makes sense they got they have some similarities in some ways i mean i know that barber they always josh hayes used to say this track is almost like they took a course and maybe put it in a photocopy machine and maybe reduced it a little bit like if it was a little bit bigger it's like literally could be like a moto gp track or something yeah i could see that you think that mm -hmm. yeah coming into this weekend with your crew do you, did you guys talk about any measurables that you're looking for or any goals that you have maybe personally or the team do you want to get a certain ranking in the superbike riders do you want to get certain lap times i mean what what are you looking at to try to do well, I think my main goal this weekend, since it's my first weekend on the grid, I haven't actually got to ride with any of these guys. Um, I just want to learn. I think I don't want to put a number on anything just because, I mean, that only leads to something. If I don't reach it, I right. get upset. Right. But uh, I, I want to be able to, like, learn from Cameron and, like, you know, Bobby Fong, all these guys who have been here all year and been on super bikes. I want to see some of the things that they do better and see where I can improve and I mean, I would just be happy, you know, finishing two week or two races and two strong finishes, and I'll just be happy with that. I um, I have some numbers in mind, but I, I, if I don't reach them, I think my main goal is just to learn. And superbike is obviously your ultimate goal, but it seems like you in this past year, maybe not more than usual, but you have been racing a six hundred, or you've been on a six hundred a little bit. Um, didn't you ride Richie's bike at one point? Yeah, so actually, uh, Valentin DeBeast and I helped develop That's that right. bike. That's yeah, right. so I got to race that bike one weekend, and I've, I just enjoy riding new things. Like, I got to race an R1 last weekend, and I've just kind of enjoyed being able to ride other people's bikes. And, you know, just I think that helps, you know, just hone the skills a little bit. And, I mean, speaking of Richie, he's doing phenomenal this year. So it's cool to be able to be a part of that program in a way where sure. I helped it out a little, Absolutely. pushed and, it on. And, and your uh, crew chief is involved with him. I mean, I go and see Derek all the time and I'm like, see, Andrew got you going on this whole thing. So, um, you know, one thing I've never really asked Derek about, maybe you can explain this to, to us. So he works for Kawasaki, but he lives, does he live up in your area? No. So okay. he, he, he lives over there. Uh, oh, Mission, he does. Mission Viejo, I think. Okay. Yeah, he just works at Cowie and Okay. Yeah. I always thought he was up in your area or something, but no, I'm I'm a lone ranger. Nobody's by me. Okay. Um, and what what does he do for Kawasaki specifically? Like in the technical department. Yeah, he works for their. I mean, honestly, like I, he has a new job. He used to be a test R and D writer. Oh. Okay. And then now he does something in the lines of like media. So like he works in the media, like fleet as a mechanic yeah. oh so he, yeah for the bikes that go out for yeah, test like press, bikes and stuff press stuff oh so yeah okay he, he works on those bikes I think. Paul, paul's favorite guy usually yeah, right used to be <laughs> yeah. what what uh what's your feelings on the whole 
636, 600 things? Is it much to do about nothing or? I mean, the way I look at it is um, it's just racing. And I think the boys in those classes are, they're ripping. I mean, it doesn't, I don't really think it's too much to do with the bike. I think that Richie and SDK and Posh as well, I think they're all just going really fast. And I think it's, um, it's something you can really point fingers at. But at the end of the day, you're just a rider. Just make it happen. I mean, I think all those guys are riding phenomenal. So I, I don't really... I just, I just think, you know, just go out there and race. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, all we, that's all we can really do. So, um, so I mean. for Richie's bike, and I'm not talking about the 636, yeah. anything about displacement, but that bike, since you've ridden it, what what is that bike? What are that bike's strengths? That Richie's bike, is it mid-range? Is it top-end? Does it handle real well? Like, what what is what has it got going for it? See, I think generally that bike just does everything all right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's, you know hand or it's just not much better I I think it's just a motorcycle and I think that he's just riding it really well I I don't see something that that bike does that's any better than any other bike I've rode Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's it has good front end feel from what I remember is like that's one thing that I felt like it did really well but everything else I feel like it just is generally good Mm -hmm. like nothing where it's like, oh, this is so much I, better. I think Kawasaki just made that to be like a good street bike. All around, yeah. But it, they didn't, I don't think they made it. No. They didn't design it as a race bike. Right. I yeah. mean, they just wanted this good all-around middleweight motorcycle for people to buy, and it's, what, under nine grand or something. I mean, I think yeah. that's what the target was with the whole thing. Well, yeah. from what my understanding is, talking to Derek, and he's, he might know a thing or two since he works there, but he, um, so the 600 was a model that used to be, homologated in America, mm-hmm. but they took that out. It, they brought the 636 in to replace it for emissions. I don't know why a 636 right. for emissions, but that's just what they did. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's not homologated anymore because it's only a European based model. Okay. And like Paul said, I mean, the price is amazing. And it's funny because Richie has obviously turned it into a winner. It's been around in some aspect for a little while. Mm-hmm. They had him at D- Daytona and you'd think a bigger displacement at Daytona, you'd see some advantages yeah. there, but it's taken Richie on that bike to really kind of make it shine. So, um, but still people aren't running out and getting that bike and saying, Oh, let's all have six thirty sixes. We can buy one for under 10 grand. Yeah. So. I, I think if it was as big of a deal as some people make it, it's would be an obvious bike to be on. And I think people would have changed already. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a touchy subject, right? No, but, it is. It is. Um, I'm no. glad I didn't bring it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm on a superbike. It's got Sean, how many CCs? Nine hundred ninety-nine. Yeah, so yeah. I mean that's all I know. Right. So it's fine. Well, then we're gonna hear, oh, it's an RR, so yeah, maybe there's an, some issues there. Yeah, you know? who knows? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I think you got to get to four hours before it's a big deal. That's uh, yeah. CBR's got free though. Yeah, CBR RRR. That's right. Seven. When that finally oh, comes that out, that four. thing's gonna be really good with all those. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> what are you like? Or Kellogg's? Yeah, I'm Tony. Yeah. I'm Tony, yeah, the, Tony tiger, the Tiger. Tiger, right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> is that when, copyright? Am I, are we in trouble now? <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but one other thing I want to ask you about. So electronics are a huge part on superbikes. And mm-hmm. back to Freddie Carswell again. He's gonna. He's your data guy. Yeah. Um, you were saying before that we got on here. You, you've got a Motec system. Um, so it's early days for that. I mean, you're going to have to work with that. Have you, 
How much experience do you have with electronics? Did you have any when you raced at Suzuka? Uh, your your stock 1000 bike was flashed, I assume? Yeah, it was flash tuned. Okay. And then in Suzuka, it was very similar. We okay. don't. I raced the super stock class out there. So, I mean, this past time on that bike was the first time for everything. I, I haven't even raced with the master cylinder on the brake. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there wasn't much similarities between the two. But you got the test here. So you did get some data from the electronics that you can yep. apply to this weekend. So mm-hmm. you're not completely lost to start with. You've got a little bit of something going to, yeah, to get some, there. Yeah, some firm footing for us, I think. And uh, yeah. I think it's just something for us to expand on. Okay. All right. I hate to buzz kill your excitement. You good? But we're going to have to call yeah. it a day here. Well, let me just say this, Andrew, thanks Poor for guy. being on. I mean, I'm thrilled, obviously thrilled to have you on here. I can hardly, hardly contain obviously. my emotions. I mean, you know, it's all good. Uh, looking forward to seeing your dad here and, and uh, you know, your team. Freddie's a good guy. I like him a lot. Um, so we'll, we'll end it here and see how things go. We'll do a follow-up with you afterwards and at some point and find out how you're doing. Maybe a print story will come out about it and find out how your weekend was. But we'll keep following this journey and see where you're at. But so glad you're yeah, back. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. He's so glad you're back. I know. I'm yeah. okay with it. You're, yeah, you're just like, like, yeah, whatever, you know. You're neutral on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to take sides or anything. <laughs> oh, it's like Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, to, to the fans out there, thank you for watching this podcast. And please subscribe to Moto America Live Plus, our subscription streaming service, which also has video on demand. Uh, so you can watch our practices uh, qualifying Super Bowl, both Superbike races. Andrew Lee is in this weekend. Looks like we're going to have good weather. The whole situation with the hurricane kind of went out to sea. So, you know, we're all good. It's looks like it's going to be clear out there and uh, probably good temperatures too that for this time of year. So we're going to have a great time this weekend. We hope to see some fans come out here. And, uh, and if not, by all means, subscribe to our subscription streaming stuff and get on FS1 and see both of our races live on Saturday and Sunday, they're at 4 o'clock each day, 4 o'clock Eastern, uh, 3 o'clock Central, which is where we are. And if it you, Mountain? Yeah, I don't know. If you're in some other part of the world, you figure it out yourself. I'm not going to – it doesn't fit in my we head. We need you so. to go down the list for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what, what time's the race on in Poland? I don't know. <laughs> you figure it out yourself. But anyway, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. Paul. Thank you.